In Florida Ag and Review for the week of June 20th, it was all about the drought. Well, the coast-to-coast drought in the southern tier of the U.S. has wreaked havoc on a number of crops. And one of those, of course, importance was here in the southeast, the cotton crop, with its condition now at its worst rating in over 10 years. We have only 26% of the crop rated good to excellent, 39% very poor to poor. That's actually a sharp drop from a week ago where we had 28% good to excellent and 34% very poor to poor. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey, who says this time last year, 62% of the crop was rated good to excellent. But the Texas crop is now rated more than 50% very poor to poor. And the story doesn't get much better closer to home, with Georgia seeing ratings over 40% for very poor to poor. If you use a simple 43210 rating system on those excellent good fair, poor, and very poor conditions. You have a number of 167 for cotton. That's way below last week's number of 180, and that is the lowest on record going back to 1995. And of course, cotton isn't the only crop here in Florida suffering. Well, we're entering the prime growing season for our sugarcane crop, but unfortunately, it seems no one's informed Mother Nature of that as the drought continues and the crop continues to suffer. Bell Glade grower Rick Ross says they really need some rainfall because rainfall is so much better for the crop than than irrigation water. But Ross says adding to the problem is that in addition to the lack of rainfall are tight watering restrictions. The cane needs about two inches of rainfall a week, but the South Florida Water Management District is giving growers about 0.4 inches a week. We really drastically need rainfall. It's To me, it's as much rainfall as it is irrigation. Uh, the point is you can't do anything about rainfall. We should be able to do something about storing more water. Of course, Roth is referring to the way the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and the water districts are managing Lake Okeechobee. He says no matter what one's opinion may be on that subject, one thing is clear. Obviously, the sugarcane crop is is being hurt. We think the uh, uh, back in 2001, the damage was over $100 million. We, we think it's going to be in that range or maybe a little bit higher. And of course, with over 85% of the state suffering from moderate to exceptionally dry drought ratings and Lake Okeechobee continuing to show declining water levels, there's not much relief in sight. And with a livestock perspective, Randall Wiseman had this. Well, according to USDA's latest report, the U.S. cattle on feed inventory on June 1st was up 4% from last year at 10.9 million head, while placements in feedlots during May totaled 1.81 million, which is actually 11% below 2010. But producers are still sending quite a few cattle into the feedlots, as the main reason, once again, is the dry conditions many pastures are seeing. Here's USDA meteorologist Eric Liebehusen. Looking at some of the remote sensing data, which uh, we use on top of the weather data, uh, just tells a very, very dire story in, in those same areas. And producers are, are more or less uh, uh, left to feed cattle while just they cannot do it by just letting them graze because there's nothing left to graze. Now, when it came to marketings of fed cattle during May, that number is 2 million heads, 7% above last year. Now, overall, they're getting to be fewer and fewer cattle out there, but feedlots have more animals than they had this time last year due mostly to the fact producers in the drought areas have had to place cattle in feedlots much sooner than normal. And we'll wrap up for this week still on the subject of our wacky weather with Everett Greiner. Our crop forecasters are not always on the money, but, well, they're close enough you can bet the rent on their estimates. Well, this year is already causing a lot of dismay. After a winter of unusually heavy snowfall, we go through a spring of heavy rainfall, disastrous floods, tornadoes, and relentless drought, all at the same time through our farm country. Now, no one can forecast crop prospects along the Mississippi River. One might suggest no crops at all in some areas. 
Relentless rains have already impacted the winter wheat harvest. And across the southeast, the most productive farmland in three states is suffering drought ranging from serious to extreme. Now, a lot of money rides on these crop forecasts. They affect prices all the way from the farm to the dinner table. They impact our very largest industry. Now, we'll see. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.